Dios le bendiga, amada familia. Deseamos que en esta Navidad Dios envíe ricas bendiciones desde lo alto para cada una de sus vidas. ¡Feliz, ¡Feliz Navidad! Merry Christmas, OCC! And a Happy New Year from the Love Family. Buenos días, familia. Deseándoles una feliz Navidad para todos y cada uno de ustedes. Gracias por toda su enseñanza y su aprendizaje. Todos son muy especiales para nuestras familias. Gracias y Dios los bendiga siempre. Amén. ¡Feliz Navidad! ¡Feliz Navidad! Hey, good morning. Buenos días. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Why don't you guys stand as we're going to stand and sing together this wonderful lyric of joy to the world. So let's sing it out all together. Good morning. My name is Brett Machatz, and I'd like to welcome you to our Life Community Church Christmas Eve Candlelight Service. It's good to be here with you, whether you're new, whether it's been a while, or whether you've been coming for a long time. This morning, we're going to be sharing the story of Jesus' birth through reading the scripture, singing songs together, and even reading a pop-up book for the kids. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then Dan is going to continue our Christmas series titled Not Home for the Holidays by looking at the disruptions that Mary and Joseph faced after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So let's all stay standing uh, as our friends Steve and Mateo read from Luke chapter 2 starting in verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. También José, que era descendiente del rey David, subió de Nazaret, ciudad de Galilea, a Judea. Fue a Belén, la ciudad de David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Para inscribirse junto con María, que estaba comprometida para casarse con él, ella se encontraba embarazada, y mientras estaban ahí, se le cumplió el tiempo. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Así que dio a luz a su hijo primogénito. Lo envolvió en pañales y lo acostó en un pesebre porque no había lugar para ellos en la posada. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. En esa misma región había unos pastores que pasaban la noche en el campo, turnándose para cuidar de su rebaño. Sucedió que un ángel del Señor se desapareció. La gloria del Señor los envolvió en su luz y se llenaron de temor. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Pero el ángel le dijo, no tenga miedo, mire que traigo buenas noticias para que su motivo de mucha alegría para todos en el pueblo. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and laying in a manger. Hoy ha nacido en la ciudad de David un Salvador, que es Cristo el Señor. Todos los... 
Esto les servirá de señal. Encontrarán a un niño envuelto en pañales y acostados en un pesebre. Suddenly, a great company of the heavens, heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. De repente apareció una multitud de ángeles del cielo que alababan a Dios y decían, Gloria a Dios en las alturas y en la tierra paz a los que gozan de su buena voluntad. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. Cuando los ángeles se fueron al cielo, los pastores se dijeron unos a otros, Vamos a Belén a ver esto que ha pasado y que el Señor nos ha dado a conocer. So they had hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. Así que se fueron deprisa y encontraron a María, a José y al niño que estaba acostado en el pesebre. Cuando vieron al niño, contaron todo lo que les había dicho acerca de él. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Y cuando lo oyeron, se asombraron de lo que los pastores decían. María, por su parte, guardaba todas estas cosas en su corazón y meditaba acerca de ellas. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, los which were just as they had been told. Los pastores regresaron glorificando y alabando a Dios por lo que habían visto y oído, pues todo sucedió tal y como se lo habían. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. We pray all this in your name. Amen. You all can have a seat, but I want to invite our kids up front. Kids, this next part is for you. We're going to read a fun and exciting story together in English and Spanish. Come on down, come on down and sit down on the floor in front of Miss Glenda, Miss Allison, and Miss Desiree. Come on down, kids. Sit down. The other way. Turn around. You want to turn around because you want to see the story. All right. Good morning, everyone. Buenos días a todos. My name is Allison, and this is my friend Glenda. And while I read the book in Spanish, she will translate the book into, or while I read the book in English, hello, there we go. Don't sign me up for that. While I read it in English, she's going to translate it in Spanish. Mi nombre es Glenda y esta es mi amiga Allison. Mientras yo leo el libro en español, ella lo va a leer en inglés. Okay, so this morning we are going to read a book together called The Christmas Story. Esta mañana vamos a estar leyendo un libro juntas que se llama La Historia de Navidad. Who here thinks they know what the story is about? ¿Quién aquí piensa que sabe de qué trata esta historia? All right. Well, whether you've heard this story before or not, we want to ask your help with something. Is that all right? Bueno, help me? ya que se han escuchado esta historia antes o no, queremos pedirle ayuda esta mañana. ¿Les parece bien? Okay. As Glenda and I read this story, we want you to look out for the ways that the people in the story traveled and moved to different places when God asked them to. Mientras Allison y yo leemos esta historia, queremos que ustedes presten atención a las formas en que las personas en la historia viajaron y se mudaron a diferentes lugares cuando Dios les pidió que lo hicieran. 
Great. Can you help us with that? So Pueden ayudarnos con esto. Okay, ready. All right, let's go. Ready? Vamos. Long ago, in the town of Nazareth, there lived a young woman named Mary. She was soon to marry a carpenter named Joseph. Hace mucho tiempo, en el pueblo de Nazaret, vivía una joven llamada María. Pronto se casaría con un carpintero llamado José. So God sent an angel to her with a message. Hail Mary, the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. Soon you will have a baby named Jesus, who will be the son of God. Dios le envió un ángel con un mensaje. Ave María, el Señor está contigo. No tengas miedo. Pronto tendrás un bebé llamado Jesús, que será el hijo de Dios. Let it be as you have told me, Mary said. I am a servant of the Lord. Que sea como me has dicho, dijo María. Yo soy la sierva del Señor. So Mary and Joseph were wed. Later that year, the emperor, Caesar Augustus, ordered all of the citizens of the empire to return to their family's birthplace to be counted. María y José se casaron. Más tarde ese año, el emperador César Augusto ordenó que todos los ciudadanos del imperio regresaran al lugar de nacimiento de su familia para ser contados. Joseph was born in Bethlehem, so he and Mary would have to travel far. José nació en Belén, por lo que él y María tendrían que viajar muy lejos. When they arrived in Bethlehem, there was no place for them to stay. Cuando llegaron a Belén, no había lugar donde ellos pudieran quedarse. All the inns were full with people who had come to be counted. Todas las personas, todas las posadas estaban llenas de gente que había venido a ser contada. Okay. At last, Joseph found a room for them in a stable. He made a bed of straw for Mary, and there, amid the animals, Jesus was born. Finalmente, José encontró un lugar para ellos en un establo. Hizo un lecho de paja para María, y allí, entre los animales, nació Jesús. Mary wrapped the baby in a warm blanket, and Joseph laid him in a manger filled with fresh, sweet hay. María envolvió al bebé en una sábana caliente, y José lo acostó en un presebre lleno de heno fresco y dulce. In the fields nearby, shepherds rested around their fire. En los campos cercanos, los pastores descansaban alrededor del fuego. Suddenly, the sky filled with a bright light, and angels appeared. De repente, el cielo se llenó de una luz brillante, y aparecieron ángeles. Do not be afraid, said the angel. I bring you news of great joy. Christ the Lord is born. No tengan miedo, dijo un ángel. Les traigo noticias de mucha alegría. Cristo el Señor ha nacido. You will find him lying in a manger in Bethlehem. The shepherds decided to leave at once. Lo encontraron acostado en un pesebre en Belén. Los pastores decidieron partir inmediatamente. Far off in the east, three wise men saw a strange star shining in the sky. They knew it meant a new king was born. A lo lejos, en el este, tres reyes magos vieron una extraña estrella brillando en el cielo. Ellos sabían que significaba que un nuevo rey había nacido. They set out to find him and asked each traveler they met, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have come to worship him. 
ellos salieron a buscarlo y preguntaron a cada viajero que encontraron, ¿dónde está el rey de los judíos que ha nacido? Hemos venido a adorarlo. The star led them onward until it hung in the sky over the house where Jesus was. La estrella los guió hasta que quedó suspendida en el cielo sobre la casa donde estaba Jesús. At last, the three wise men found the house and knelt before the child and Mary, his mother. Finalmente, los reyes magos encontraron la casa y se arrodillaron ante el niño y María, su madre. They gave him gifts befitting a king, gold and precious sweet-smelling incense, a frankincense and myrrh. Le dieron regalos dignos de un rey, oro, incienso de olor dulce y mirra. Joseph and Mary stared in amazement, then remembered that Jesus was the Son of God and meant to be the Savior for all of mankind. José y María se quedaron mirando asombrados. Luego recordaron que Jesús era el Hijo de Dios y estaba destinado a ser el Salvador de toda la humanidad. There was great rejoicing and the people sang, Glory to God, Alleluia. Hubo un gran regocijo y el pueblo cantó, Gloria a Dios, Aleluya. That is the end of our story, guys. So did they travel pretty far? ¿Creen que ellos viajaron muy lejos? Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. You can walk on back to your seats, okay? Gracias por estar con nosotros. Ya se pueden ir a sentar. Merry Christmas. All right, adults, it's your turn. Come, go ahead and come up front here. We're going to have you sit. What? No? Come on. Well, today is historic for two reasons. First of all, it's the first time in almost 20 years we have not been in our building for Christmas Eve. It's also marks the first time we've not had an evening Christmas Eve service in almost 20 years. So I will tell you right now that what comes out of my mouth, if I say tonight, you got to know it's because, first of all, it's dark outside, and second of all, it's Christmas Eve, and this is, this is new in the morning. So this season's brought some twists and some turns, but I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you as we dive into the timeless, the timeless story of the birth of Jesus, of our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is often associated with, with joy, with, with celebration, with cozy moments by, dare I say it, the fire, right? But we cannot forget that the first Christmas had its fair share of twists and turns. So we're going to be in Matthew 2 as we look at an unexpected detour in the life of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. I'm going to start in verse 1 of chapter 2. And this is what it says. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. 
In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He said to, he said to them, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, the star they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Wow. So though the wise men are often depicted at the manger, right? Uh, right after Jesus was born, this is not the case. Many place the timing of the Magi's visit at least, at least one year after Jesus' birth. And Matthew reveals that after, Je after Jesus was born, they came to Herod, to Jerusalem, and then went on to Bethlehem. So some time had gone by. When they finally did arrive to Jesus, they did not arrive to a newborn, but to, as the scripture says, a child, likely an older infant or a toddler who was living in a house. We also know that Herod, being threatened by this child-born king, did the math and decided to eliminate any threats two years old and under. Tragic. Tragic. And now to the detour, verse 13. When they had gone, the wise men had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for this child to kill him. So he, Joseph, got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't want to hear that. It's Christmas Eve. I like the picture of the manger. I like the shepherds. I like the angels. I like that picture. I don't like this detour. I, I, I don't like detours. Perhaps you're like that too. I, we don't like them. But as we'll see, detours can lead to something far greater than we could ever imagine. Because in the middle of joyful chaos, God decides to reroute this whole operation. Joseph and Mary, man, they have been through a lot. And now they are suddenly thrust into a detour they didn't see coming. If I were Joseph, I would have been thinking, wait a minute, God, we just, we got some stability here. 
we've, we've had some normalcy for a while. We're just, we're getting into this groove of parenting. And now you're telling us to pack up and head to Egypt? Egypt, it's 75 miles to Egypt. It's another 75 to the nearest town. I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad it was Joseph. But God's plans often involve detours, and sometimes those detours lead us to unexpected places. And here's a thought. I'm going to share some, just some thoughts today about Christmas Eve. And this is one of them. God's detours are not interruptions. They are invitations, and they're, they're often provisions. When life takes an unexpected turn, it's not a sign that God has abandoned you or has abandoned us. It just might be an invitation to something greater, something beyond what we can see in the moment. Now put yourself for a moment in Joseph's sandals, okay? The angel did not say, hey, take a couple days, box things up, get things ready, right? Go say goodbye to your neighbors, have some neighborhood parties maybe. Farewell parties? No, this was get up and go. Get up and go. Sometimes God's detours require immediate action. It's not about overthinking. It's, it's about trusting the one who knows the destination. The one who knows the destination. There's, there's no indication that Joseph argued. There's no indication that he delayed. He didn't resist. He got up and took Mary and Jesus immediately to Egypt. And that's another thought for today. Obedience in the detour leads to divine outcomes. When we obey, when we obey what God tells us, even when it seems counterintuitive, we position ourselves for God to work when we obey. Now, imagine with me the scene as, as Joseph and Mary set out for Egypt, a journey into this unknown place, carrying the hope of the world in their arms. This wasn't a vacation. It was an escape marked by uncertainty, marked by challenges, probably a diaper blowout along the way, maybe two. And I'm sure sleepless nights wondering, where are we going to land how am I going to provide? But here's the good news and another thought. God's detours are not without his presence. He was with Joseph, Mary, and Jesus every step of the way. And he had already provided. They had only re recently obtained some gifts from some wise people, right? Gifts that likely funded this life change that happened in their life. When you're on a detour, it's easy to, to ask the question, like, why? Why is this happening? I don't understand it. I'm confused. But God had a purpose in this trek here to Egypt. He was protecting the Messiah. He was protecting him from Herod's wrath. He was protecting the mission, the future mission to save us, to provide salvation, the opportunity of salvation for the world. And that leads us to another thought. God's detours, they serve a purpose beyond what we can understand. 
beyond what we can grasp. What seems like sometimes an inconvenience to us or a distraction might just be God's way of protecting us, of, of guiding us, of fulfilling his greater plan. And some of you today can relate to aspects of this story. You may be, um, you may be away from home. Um, life may have taken a turn. You may be trying to figure out where you are in life. Maybe you long for home. You long for stability. And yet God is doing new things. Can you see it yet? Can you see it yet? Detours take us to places we never imagined. Egypt was not on their radar. But God had a plan. And sometimes detours lead us to unexpected opportunities. They lead us to new relationships. They lead us to growth that we would have never experienced on the original journey, the route we were on, if it was not disrupted. And here's the beauty of the detour. It wasn't it wasn't just about escaping Herod's threat. This was fulfilling prophecy that was said hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. Matthew reminds us that, that this detour echoes the words of the prophet Hosea. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Listen to this. God's detours are intricately woven into the tapestry the story of his plan. The, detour, the detours are intricately woven. Egypt. Egypt. The Messiah would be sheltered in the country that enslaved his people. Think about that. Safety in the land that was once unsafe, that held so much pain. But the Lord was with them, and Egypt now held a large Jewish population. Okay? intricately woven, God provides. That's an amazing thing to think about. Now let's fast forward to the end of the detour. Herod dies, and once again, an angel appears to Joseph in a dream, another dream. Get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. We're going again. We're picking up. We're moving again. And as they go back, they get another directive. No, you're not going to go back to Bethlehem. I'm going to reroute you to the region of Galilee and ultimately to Nazareth. And here's a final thought this morning. Not this evening, this morning. God's detours lead to unexpected destinations. Oh, they might have expected to return back to Bethlehem, but God had Nazareth in mind. Another move, another time of rebuilding. The journey you are in, we are in, might be tough. It might have hard aspects right now, but it is not aimless because God is sovereign and he's in control. And he is the master designer. These detours are not roadblocks. They're, they're divine directives. You keep trusting. Keep trusting. And you might just find that you're in exactly the place that God wants you to be right now. 
So this Christmas, if you find yourself on a detour, remember, he's still in control. We only need to draw close to him and trust him, just like Mary and Joseph did. So as we gather on this Christmas Eve morning, we remember that this Christmas account, this true account, is about a God who orchestrates divine detours and interruptions to fulfill his purposes. Jesus was Emmanuel. He was God with us. Give him the name Jesus. Give him the name Jesus. He will save people from their sins. That was the divine directive to Joseph. Name him Jesus. Jesus came for a dying people, people who were steeped in sin and death for you and for me. He came to dying people, and he brought life. He gave his life. His perfect, innocent life was the perfect sacrifice. He willingly died so that sin and death could be defeated through his death, through his resurrection, and life could come to those who believe. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if God did not detour, if God did not interrupt, if the, if the angel did not come to Mary, if God did not interrupt Joseph's sleep, if God did not interrupt Mary's body and place his son inside her body, if God did not disrupt their lives to leave their home for a census in Bethlehem, if, if God did, did not disrupt the innkeeper or the shepherds or the wise men, if God did not detour Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Can you imagine if Jesus, the one called Messiah, did not willingly offer his life for us? This morning, Jesus still offers hope. Jesus still offers the forgiveness of sin to you and to me. All we have to do is ask and believe. That is the hope of eternal life. I just want to say, we hope your Christmas is filled with joy and that you discover again the wonder of what Jesus has come to do for you. So Merry Christmas. I'm going to ask you to stand and you should have a candle with you and we are going to sing because Jesus is the light of the world. That light shines in the darkness and it's the light that we are called to take to the world. Jesus, light of the world, we are grateful beyond words for your sacrifice and for your coming down among us to live. We give you our lives, and you are the light. We take the light as we go today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you can go ahead and blow out your candles. And uh, as you go out today, there'll be places to, to put your candles, um, receptacles out there. A, a couple quick announcements first. Next week for the service, we are actually having a brunch as part of the service next week. Yeah, it's going to be good. So you can sign up on mylcc.info. There's a sign up on there to, to bring food. And we need everybody to bring food. Come on. We're going to have a nice celebration together. That's next week. Also, one final thing. I can't believe I remembered this. Um, 
Kids, as you go, we have a gift for you on the way out. So we hope you have the merriest of Christmases. We love being together as a family. Have a great celebration, celebrating Jesus' birth.